the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, a weekly serving of all things nuptial. Today we've got the candles lit, we're rocking our most sparkly dresses and we're clinking our mulled wine because this episode is all about winter weddings. Winter weddings come with ready-made atmosphere and endless styling options, but there are also a few logistics to work out, like nabbing your photos before it gets dark, keeping everyone warm, crucial, and having a bad weather backup plan. Yes. As a perpetually cold person, do you enjoy a winter wedding, Selena? Um, I do, actually. I do because usually uh, there's open fires, yes. there are warm drinks and mm. there are often blankets to be used. Yes. Not that I don't travel with my own blanket because I do. obviously Famously. do. But there are a lot of um, warming paraphernalia yeah. available at I a mean, wedding. I mean, I've seen photos of you at winter weddings with your coat on on the dance floor. So. Do you remember the wedding we went to in June when yeah. I had my winter coat on? Yeah. Yeah, so, it was outdoors, but it was very cold. I mean, December is not going to make too much of a difference. Uh, but yeah, I have to say, I wouldn't be able to pick now between a summer and a winter wedding. I it's really, a hard one. I really love them both. Yeah, hopefully today's one will help a lot of couples choose. One Fab Day expert wedding tips. We're always on the lookout for new advice to pass on to you guys, and I believe your top tip this week, Selena, comes from a real couple we featured on the site. Yes, I blatantly stole their idea because I thought it was so sweet. So this is an idea if you're looking for a way to get friends and family members um, involved in your ceremony that's maybe one step beyond just handing them out a job. Mm. So this couple actually picked maybe five or six friends and family members to each take part in the ceremony, gave them each a word and asked them to write a blessing based on that word. Oh, like a secular praise of the faithful kind of thing sort of yeah so they use words like love friendship family adventure you know whatever mm-hmm. kind of words that meant something to them and asked each person to write like a short line or two based on that um i think you could apply it possibly to a religious ceremony as well if you gave someone a word and asked them to maybe choose something from the religious text that's yes. relevant yeah um but i really like this one because it's a way i suppose to like invite family members and friends to like put their stamp on ceremony and actually means you as a couple get a little bit of a nice surprise during the ceremony yeah absolutely and it's a nice way to get multiple people involved because often you only have one or two readings so it's a little bit trickier yeah and like a way of involving people and asking them to get creative but like not too much pressure like really I think most people could handle writing one or two lines worth of a a blessing or a nice wish for the couple yeah or worst case scenario they could find a nice quote or something around the word they got oh they're totally allowed to steal it as well the one fab day wedding podcast Winter weddings have become increasingly popular in recent years as the traditional wedding season is extended and extended and extended Mm -hmm. and couples embrace all the coziness, romance and sparkle of a winter affair. There's also a practical side to getting married in winter. You may not need to spend on decorations. You might have more options on venue availability and you could take advantage of off-peak rates. But before you start shopping for a white faux fur coat, we're going to delve into some of the things you need to consider if you're planning a winter wedding. Obviously, the very first step with any kind of wedding is choosing the venue. Yes. And I have to say, there in a, in a lot of cases, there are wedding venues that just lend themselves better to winter weddings and some that lend themselves better to summer weddings. Yeah, definitely. So if you're planning a winter wedding, first of all, you want a venue that really shines at night, somewhere with gorgeous interiors. Like obviously the drive up, you want something that looks really beautiful, but the grounds are definitely a lot less important than with a summer wedding. Yeah, and often couples who get married in winter, they go on their venue visits in summer and you might be wandering around these beautiful wall gardens, but really... 
chances are you're not going to get to use them on the day. So trying to be to be blinded by, you know, the beautiful outdoor elements. Yeah, definitely. If you are shopping for venues in summer, we definitely advise visiting them at night anyway, just so you get some feel of how it will look on your wedding day if you can't experience it in winter. Yeah, or a rainy day mm. or later in the afternoon. Mm. Usually it's just helpful to kind of get a better, more realistic gauge because obviously nearly every wedding venue looks incredible in the summer so yes yeah uh, but you need to imagine a different day mm. it's important to look for somewhere as well that has space to host your entire day so if you're having your ceremony at the venue that there's room for it and that there's a space then for your drinks reception your dinner and your dancing just so that you're not kind of penned into one room for 12 hours because that doesn't have the same flow to it as you might have at a summer wedding where you can be outside for drinks and then go back inside for dinner yeah I think most couples like to have a bit of an A, B and C sort of flow going on. They don't want to be in the same spot the whole time. Mm -hmm. And if you're indoors, you're more likely to feel a bit claustrophobic uh, if that is the case. I would say an orangery is an amazing thing to look for. that's a good shape. For a winter wedding because it just guarantees that you will have a lot of light going on, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, a huge commodity. Yeah. For winter weddings in particular, you don't get that much daylight. So if you have a space mostly for the ceremony it obviously doesn't really matter for the dinner if the dinner is happening after 4 p.m mm-hmm. but um look for a ceremony space maybe that has a, like many many windows yeah that's a good idea open fires would also be on my checklist um definitely it depends on if your wedding is going to be child friendly but i do think that would be high on my list of priorities if i was shopping for a winter wedding surely we can give the kids some kind of leash yeah definitely hand out leashes for the children yeah and fire away yeah I I have to say all the winter weddings I've been at have been in venues that have the open fire buzz they have a bit of a mulled wine or maybe an Irish coffee or something going Mm -hmm. on and those seem like small things but they really really add to the like magic of the occasion yeah definitely so maybe have a look on our site we have a list of winter wedding venues or just have a look at winter weddings around where you live and some real weddings and then you'll get a sense of what the venues are like in in the colder months and I guess the only really outdoorsy element that you need to consider is you might have a photo session where you're outdoors it depends Mm. like if the weather is okay and you can bear to take your photos outside you probably will get a you know 20 minutes of that done yeah unless it's actually the middle of a storm (laughs) um and then also think about things like if you want to have one of those like sparkler moments for the photos that there's somewhere suitable for that but it does mean you don't have to be too picky about the outdoor spaces yeah just make sure the inside is photogenic very Mm. important choosing your date is another thing up top that's really important and obviously winter might seem wide open it's less busy for weddings but you've got christmas bang slap in the middle Mm. and so that takes a bit of consideration definitely your first thought should be on how many people on your guest list live abroad Mm. because how far away they live because obviously if you have loads of people coming you know on a one-hour flight it doesn't matter so much but if you have a lot of people that are going to be on long-haul flights um you really have to consider their christmas plans and ideally tack your wedding onto christmas yeah like i used to live away for a lot of years and so a wedding around the 22nd or the 27th would be perfect but if it's maybe the 7th of January that would mean coming back and then coming back again or the 
2nd of December you know yeah, those exactly. dates aren't going to suit as much if you do have a lot of guests who are coming from abroad yeah so it's just about being thoughtful really and asking the key people and making sure they'll be available yeah I think the 28th and the 31st New Year's Eve they're probably two of the most popular I love the idea of a New Year's Eve wedding it's great because you don't need to plan anything else and nearly yeah. everyone hates planning things for New Year's Eve everyone anyway. loves being told what they're doing yeah so yeah, just plan a big party a, and that's all you need. It's a guaranteed, that's my NYE sorted for all your guests. But bear in mind, that's a really popular one. The days leading up to Christmas can be tricky. Um, They're busy. The weekends in December get booked up months in advance. So if you're having a December wedding before Christmas, just give your guests plenty of notice. And bear in mind that some people might not be able to make it. Yeah. I did have a friend or a, a few friends who were invited to the same Christmas Eve wedding. And they all seemed very annoyed about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just really, like, didn't really suit them because yeah. they all had their own plans for Christmas Day. And it yeah. meant, you know, it was, um, it, it, I'm sure it sounded like a good idea for the couple. Yeah, like it sounds lovely and romantic, but the practicalities of it is everyone wakes up on Christmas morning in essentially not the place in they a, intend in, to spend Christmas. Yeah, yeah in, a, in a different place away from their families. So yeah. just keep in mind, you know, the fact that the week before Christmas as well can be very hectic for people. But... Mm. Generally, that'll be okay if you give them enough notice. Yeah, exactly. And just let them kind of factor in their plans around it. Likewise, January can seem really attractive to a lot of couples because there's discounts available. Yeah. But it means that it's expensive for your guests at a time of year where they might be slightly strapped. That said, I've been to a January wedding at the end of January and it was amazing. And actually, it was so lovely to have something at that time of year to look forward to because it was a bit of a dud month. Yeah. And then it was like this gorgeous event at the end of it. Yeah, that wedding was unexpectedly perfect in its timing, mm. actually. It was because it was far enough away from Christmas yeah. that none of us were really in the Christmas mindset. It mm. wasn't kind of like, I do think that I might be a bit iffy about a wedding that was on like the 4th of January or something. Because yeah. as much as I'm sure it wouldn't matter, I'd get on board. But... um in theory, I would feel like, God, I'll be so over parties and I'll yeah. have gone out loads. Whereas this was like bright spark in the middle of like a very dull January, yeah, February exactly. period. It's more just for yourself. You don't necessarily want to have your party on the week where everyone's decided they're on a diet and they're going to save for their mortgage. You yeah. Know, you want to have it when everyone's feeling fun and festive. Yeah, that's why the end of January was great, actually, mm. because people had been quote-unquote being good for a month and they were done with being good (laughs) yeah exactly so just try and keep that in mind and obviously look at your guest list and see you know what kind of people are on the guest list what are they likely to be doing are the are they the kind of partying type that all go on a ski holiday in January so they'll be like totally skint or are they all kind of back to work and just a quick look at the guest list will always help you make up your mind so when it comes to actually structuring your day the timeline is important for any wedding but even more so with the winter wedding because it gets dark if you're in Ireland it gets dark at like four o'clock yeah for me really the big thing with winter weddings that you just have to keep in mind from the beginning and you have to consider is your photographs Mm. that's it, it might end up being a pro to having a winter wedding, but it's certainly potential to be a con because you just don't have the amount of light yeah. in a day that you will have in August. Yeah, and really your best photos will probably be taken around lunchtime. So it might be an idea to do a first look ahead of your ceremony and Definitely. then you can get some gorgeous uh you can get some gorgeous portraits then or you could even do your family shots then so that they're out of the way the more yeah. like obligatory things that can take time to do 
and then after your ceremony you'll have time to get your portraits done yeah usually I would say you know you're kind of safe enough to set your own timeline but for a winter wedding I'd say it's extra worth it to get your photographer involved and ask them what they would recommend in terms of say like listen this is how many portraits I want or this is how much I want this element to be photographed yeah Um, and they'll be able to help you with things like yeah maybe we should have a first look because the ceremony actually you might get nice photos but not the kind that you're hoping to put on the wall sort of yeah I really like as well the idea of a light ceremony on a Mm. winter wedding I love ceremonies in the dark I just think they're so romantic I've never been to one and you can do that at a winter wedding quite easily without having it at like 7 p.m or 11 p.m yeah probably like by four o'clock yeah yeah you could do it you could do twinkly lights fill it with candles candles. very ross and emily yeah it'd be gorgeous it's quite popular in america because they have later weddings but Mm. because we have such early weddings in ireland and the uk we try to get the party um, started earlier exactly so you could definitely do that and that'd be really lovely and i mean like as always we say with the timeline be creative like we were at a wedding that was in summer during the day but they had a drinks reception before. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't do a bit of a first look and then you can't have a drinks reception with your guests. Yeah. If, if you know, the wow moment walking down the aisle isn't that important to you, mm-hmm. and then have the ceremony later because you want it to be a bit sparkly, like we said. Yeah, definitely. You should also talk to your venue just about the general timeline of the day. Um, there's something definitely to be said about the fact that when it gets dark at four, people don't realise it's early. They drink. Yeah. Um, any winter wedding I've been at, I've had a bit of a shock when I realised it's only nine (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, it's something about being indoors with a drink in hand by the fire. You just don't know yourself. No. So it's just worth chatting to your venue about the meal times and things like that just to make sure that there's not these long periods where people are just standing around drinking for hours on end. Or maybe, you know, shake up the speeches, maybe have the speeches sort of on the staircase in the house or something like that to kind of keep the momentum going and... Add a bit of interest to the yeah. timeline of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's so the same it's reason not... we say not to be in one room all day. It just kind of gives a bit of interest and moves the day along. Yeah, you want to avoid guest gets there, guest starts drinking. That goes on for eight hours. <laughs> you know? I mean, it sounds like a good time. It's but yeah. fun, but you know, you want to introduce a little bit of um, visual and entertainment interest along yes, as well. Definitely. So yeah, make a structure of your day hour by hour, which we would say for any wedding, yeah. but it's particularly pertinent yeah. to a winter wedding. And defo with the venue, ask some things like which way facing is this room like what mm. when will can I expect the sun to come in because they sound like small details but actually when you're standing there in your ceremony space they make a big difference yes. to whether you're going to get the kind of photos you want and create the kind of welcoming vibe that you want absolutely the weather yeah so we have obviously on the site had many weddings that took place in snowstorms <laughs> and thunderstorms and all kinds of and blistering hot heat waves too it has to be said yeah but it is worth remembering that in winter you take a risk it's a small risk mm. but there is a higher risk of there being some kind of weather episode that yes. you can't avoid the good thing about a winter wedding though is you don't really plan to have it outside so you tend to plan for everything to be in bad yeah. weather so you, there's less disappointment involved like my yeah. heart always breaks for a couple of that had a summer wedding in Italy and it lashed rain yeah, which does happen. We've had those on the yeah. site as well. Um, so yeah, the thing is, you're kind of 
you know exactly what to expect from yeah. in terms of how things look especially mm. you know exactly how the interiors of your room are going to look yes um so there's no like plan a plan b for ceremonies outdoors or anything yeah. like that i have seen some winter ceremonies outdoors and they can look if you get the right day they're stunning and by all means go ahead and plan one but don't do so without an indoor option and also yeah, i just think think better realistically <laughs> try yeah. to think what about this January 5th, would I want it to be outside for an yeah. hour? Maybe not. Yeah. And if you do have any outdoor components to your day, make sure you let your guests know so that they can dress accordingly. Yes, because people might turn up to a winter wedding. This this will come up later, but they might turn up with just a regular dress on and just a, a light jacket because they're like, sure, I'll be heading straight inside. Yeah. Um. So it's worth letting them know if there is any bit that's outside. Now, mm. I do like, uh, we had a drinks reception outdoors at that January wedding, mm. which was quite nice because it was sunny. So it actually was just warm enough yeah. for us to be outside for an hour. Mm. And that was really one of those things that like, you just had to see on the day whether that was going to happen or yes. not. That's the thing is you have to be just flexible about it and have a, a good mindset towards it, not be too precious about your plans yeah, if they yeah. involve the outdoors. It is worth asking the venue, I think, like what they have done in the past if there have been snowstorms or if yes. access is an issue, especially with kind of a remote country house or castle venue. Mm. Like they're some of the most beautiful venues, but they tend to be the ones that get cut off with electricity first yeah. if there is a storm. So yeah. it's worth just asking them just to even set your own mind at rest. They'll obviously have worked out a solution for whatever has happened. Yeah. But it's good to know exactly what they've got planned. Likewise, have a chat with your transport provider. So if you've got buses or cars picking you up on the day, just make sure that you allow extra time, say if it's lashing rain. I mean, we all know what a commute's like in lashing rain. Imagine... Yeah the panic of trying to get to a church yeah um, so just in case you have to de-ice a car anything like that it's just worth talking to them about factoring in some yeah. extra time and actually in your timeline for yourself and for your guests I would say it's a good idea to add an extra half an hour on yeah. to each element just because like pretty much every winter there's at least a day where our car doesn't start so yeah. stuff like that does happen <laughs> yeah um so it's just good to I suppose pad out the timeline a bit yeah have a chat with your photographer too about a wet weather plan Um, if it's lashing rain I mean there's very rarely a day where you can't grab 20 minutes you know between showers but just in case you get a day where it's lashing rain have a plan for that and scout out maybe or that they can scout out yeah. a few spots in your venue where you can shoot if it's raining there are definitely ways around it but I suppose the key with the winter wedding is that your bad weather plan needs to be solid yeah you can get away without one in summer but in winter you really need to cover all bases cover all bases speaking of which don't forget the heating <laughs> this is my favorite section <laughs> the section where i get to feel warm um so I, churches are always cold i don't think i've ever been in a warm church to be honest if i'm ever going to a church for any reason i always dress extremely warm because yeah. i've been learned but if you haven't been to churches before you yes. might not realize yeah you gotta warm they're cold they're very cold <laughs> large places that tend to have like two radiators yeah for 200 people mm. there'll also be venues like barns or marquees where unless they're appropriately heated just won't work for yeah a winter wedding so yeah just ask your venue your venue isn't going to book you in if it's not appropriate no. so yeah just make sure that you have that conversation with them when you're inquiring so yeah. you don't get your heart set on a venue and then they say oh well, we don't do 
weddings in January or whatever. Definitely have that upfront from your first visit because even mm-hmm. things like glamping accommodation, they won't offer that in winter. So yeah. if that's like why you've set your heart in that venue, you know, you need to know these things upfront, Defo. Yeah. You also don't want people to be too hot. Like a lot of people in a room with some fires going. It's bammy. It's carnage. <laughs> um, I would argue that a dance floor at 2am at a wedding is the same level sweaty time. of warm, no matter what season it is. Yes. That's the problem that guests often make and also bride and groom potentially. Uh, if you're kind of like, I need something heavy, you know, which yes. you d- oh, totally makes sense. So you'll suddenly be regretting it yeah. when it gets to the band playing. Layers um, are name of the game layers the name of the game yeah Mm. yeah and especially for brides there are lots of brands doing really cool things with like different layers a lot of brands have dresses you can take on and off a sleeve there's all of that going on so just bear in mind that it won't just be a constantly cold day yeah it will be a day of many temperatures (laughs) um i do really like when guests serve hot drinks either on arrival or after the ceremony there's some cool companies that do like coffee outside the church and yes things like that coffees hot whiskeys nice. old wine uh, brandy apple cider punch. love it um i also love the tip that you put down about the hand warmers yes. that's inspired so hand warmers for your wedding portraits mm-hmm. to hopefully make yourself look a bit even more dead. of a reason to get a dress with pockets and you could always like hide one inside yes. your bouquet if it's big. <laughs> um, but I also like the idea of supplying those to guests. That would be really That's sweet really as well. That's a really nice touch. Yeah. While we're talking about guests, make sure you sit any older guests away from a draft close to radiators or fires. Yeah. Because it's a nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give priority to the older people who can't just like get up and run around to warm themselves up. Yep. <laughs> Defo. <laughs> Another kind of trend, but it's a very practical one, is to leave blankets out for any guests who might be sitting outside or any of the smokers. Yeah, yeah. If you have smokers on the guest list, they're going to be outside at some point. Yeah. So um, we have seen a couple of of couples uh, put out a basket with like little rolled up blankets, which is really sweet. Yeah. Another tip that I think loads of couples forget is to provide a coat check. This is maybe my favourite tip of all because there's nothing worse than turning up to a wedding as I always do (laughs) in winter with like 17 layers and then just like walking around with like piles of fabric on your person. Especially at the drinks reception. Like I always try and do the chic like leave my coat on my shoulders but I just I don't have those kind of shoulders that falls (laughs) off. It's a big mess. I'm trying to hold my drink and pick up my coat. It's a whole yeah a whole challenge. Yeah. Um. So a coat check that's something that's really really boring to put on your list for your venue yes. but definitely ask it in winter especially in summer not so much like people will be able to lob you know their shawl over their chair but in mm. winter it's nice for people I like I personally always feel great when I can just like ditch the coat yes and I've got two free hands for two cocktails <laughs> yeah <laughs> the decorations and the atmosphere are obviously crucial for winter weddings amid all the starkness it's nice yeah. to have a bit of sparkle going on yeah. um I think it's a good idea to lean into the season a bit. Yeah, there's a reason why the same visual themes come up again and again with winter weddings. Sparkle, yes. always a good one because of unnatural light makes things look even sparklier. Yes, we see a lot of like opulent Gatsby type weddings yes. in winter. 
actually like. black tie lends itself really well yes. to winter wedding or anything like it's it's well winter wedding is a good time to step up the dress code if that's what yeah. your bag is for DIY couples we see a lot of like really rustic minimal like, Scandi vibes yes yeah. um, or the more like DIY like wooded wonderland type yeah. vibe too um, lots of greenery yes definitely and I like that that's a trend because it helps couples keep the floral side of things a little bit more seasonal by going heavy on the greenery and more affordable as well yeah yeah because it's very expensive for a winter wedding to be flying in like a million roses from Amsterdam you know there are some really stunning flowers and some vibrant ones available for winter weddings yeah Um, so it's worth just chatting to your florist and we have a list of like every flower that's in season which we'll add to our show notes it's just it's a slightly different vibe it's a bit more of a like wild rustic vibe which is really on trend at the minute so yeah a lot of candles go a long way yeah, it really does help like enhance the magical feel yeah, of so any space. Even if you have a small budget and a very plain room, you can totally just add instant atmosphere by lighting whatever, 200 candles in there. And it's a great job that you can give basically anyone and they can't really mess it up. Apart from a child. Don't give a child <laughs> Don't matches. Don't give the child matches. But um, I've been given that job at a wedding before and I felt very confident because yes. all I had to do was put out candles and light them. You know, I didn't mm. feel like I'm going to ruin the look of this church. You know, yeah. it was. It, it's a very easy job to delegate, which we yes. love. And again, if it's getting dark early and you're in your venue all day, make sure you have enough to replenish them later on if needs be. Music is another oh, thing yes. we're thinking about. I love a vintagey Christmassy playlist. Love it. Now, even if you're not having an actual Christmas wedding, if it's January, there's uh, something really nice about like um, a kind of a jazzy 60s Any vibe. kind of croony feel. Yeah, it really... Yeah. It really works well for the mm. season. I also, for ceremonies, like something a bit haunting. Like maybe like a bit of the gloaming or Bonnie Vare or something kind of... Nice. Icelandic, Celtic. The last vibe. time I sang at a wedding, a woman came up to me and told me it was haunting. Oh. But, but that was in June. <laughs> so I don't think it was Just the vibe the couple wanted. <laughs> a haunting summer wedding. But if you want a haunting singer for a winter wedding... Please don't come to me, go to a professional. <laughs> but yeah, generally, yeah, just think about the whole ambiance of it and the look. We have tons of winter wedding mood boards again on the site. I'm going to like lean heavily on recommending visiting the site yeah. throughout this episode. Just We're because so we well so covered on the subject things. of winter wedding, especially yes. the visual elements. Yeah. Shout out to Karen, who writes for us and has the best eye and just yeah. she can absolutely you know, come up with a theme that you didn't even know existed. Yes. Actually, if anyone has any winter wedding mood boards or any mood boards they want us to make, Karen, like, we'll just whip them up and we can publish it on the site. Yeah, so we have lots of visual things. We even have a guide to winter wedding flowers. Yes. It's very handy. Um, If your wedding is at Christmas, don't be afraid to embrace all things Christmassy. But you do have to think about the whole decoration situation at your venue. Yeah. Because, well, one... They might be your taste. Mm. Two, they mightn't have them and you might be expecting, oh, I don't need to get any decorations. My venue will sort it out. And they might leave the space empty for you to do your thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth just having a chat to them, asking them where exactly the decorations will be, what they'll have. I know one person who got married early in December and so she didn't 
she wanted it to be have a winter feel but not necessarily a Christmas feel mm. and the venue just like wouldn't turn the lights off on the Christmas tree and all day and long like, she was turning them off Christmas bits them everywhere yes exactly yeah so it's good to be really clear with the venue on that and like it might work really well in your favour for example if you're getting married in a like chic city hotel yes. chances are they'll absolutely nail the Christmas decorations yeah. and it will actually save you having to do much work yourself on that front yeah but it's just important to be clear from the beginning just don't assume that a country house is going to have head to toe Christmas decorations because they might not they might not usually do winter weddings yes and likewise if you're getting married kind of at the tail ends in December or even late November if it's a hotel they might have their decorations up early yeah so it's worth just yeah checking that to make sure that you don't turn up on the day to a Christmas tree behind where you're saying your best yeah generally I think it's really fun to embrace the Christmas season but obviously it's not to everyone's taste some people would rather just have a chic Scandi winter wedding that was very natural and all about woodland vibes and winter magic and no Santas personally I would like the Santas all I'm imagining now is getting married in Sustern and (laughs) Grenfell I'm imagining a Santa doing the ceremony. Oh. Which I think would be fun. Like Vegas, but... Like Elvis in Vegas, but with Santa. Laplandy. That just really shows our our polar opposite taste. (laughs) (laughs) You know now what kind of winter weddings we both would plan for ourselves. what our our homes look like at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. The photography. So we've mentioned this briefly. Any good photographer... Mm. can shoot well in any season. They're magical, basically. Yes. They can make magic happen. They can, and they'll find light where it doesn't exist. But it's worth just, if you've got a particular photographer in mind, just having a look at their winter weddings on their blog or on their site, just to get a feel. Particularly if you want that really like sun-drenched, glowy look, just to make sure that that's how they shoot. I mean, I say that they're magical, but they're only magical if you allow them to do their job in the way that they need to so you can't expect them to for example take beautiful uh, outdoor portraits of you at 3.52 yeah. on a January afternoon it's probably not going to happen so you really have to work with them and trust them and trust their knowledge of the light because yeah. they know all about that chances mm. are that's not your forte Yeah, uh, they will be able to make amazing things happen but you just have to trust them yeah definitely and it's worth just seeing how they shoot indoors obviously there's some photographers mm. that specialise in natural light and so shooting indoors might not be their thing so it's worth just having a chat and letting them know what your timeline for your day is like and yeah. making sure that they're happy to cover it as well and if you haven't noticed loads of winter weddings um on their blog for example you can always ask when you inquire and just tell yeah. them a bit about your day and say listen um have you done any winter weddings before are you comfortable enough with that kind of setup yeah and they should be able to send you examples yes but it's worth keeping in mind winter wedding photos can be beautiful there mm. are those like stunning kind of twilighty yeah. shots candlelight is so flattering and gorgeous and if you have the right venue the interior shots will be stunning too it's just something again to keep in mind like anything else a bright day in winter can actually in some ways be nicer than you know that really harsh sun in summer yes can actually be quite hard to photograph Mm. um, and sometimes gives a slightly different vibe um, and doesn't look as pretty and airy so stay positive but just bear in mind that you know the clouds We'll do what they want and there's nothing you can do about them. They sure will. The food and the drinks. Yes, the most important part, you might argue. You might argue. I certainly would. As you mentioned, warm drinks 
Always a joy. Yeah, yeah, definitely adds to the mood. I would say you're taking your life into your hands if you're kind of going Christmassy with the food. <laughs> yes. Even if you are pre-Christmas. Ham and turkey for everyone. I would say just um, cool it with, with the turkey. Yes. Because people will have enough of that around Christmas. Yeah, we all know. I don't think... Turkey jadedness Yeah, I don't even think thing. in late January people are going to be ready for turkey again. No. Um, but, of course, your venue slash caterer will be able to come up with something that's seasonal, but just a bit different. Yeah. Definitely. I do like the idea of having little nods to Christmas. So say if you do like tea and coffee during the drinks reception to have maybe like some mini mince pies or for the late night food, I wouldn't be against a turkey sandwich. No, no. Or some kind of roast beef vibe as well would be really good. Yeah. I mean, that's very elaborate, but like, I mean, when you could probably just do fish and chips, but I'm here for it. Yes. Um, And I like the idea of maybe something like a little Christmas tree shaped cookie. That's nice as a favour. Some candy canes on the go. I think don't overdo it. There's no need to go absolutely nuts unless that's your vibe and you are literally Santa and Mrs. Claus, in which case go for it. (laughs) Um, But one or two nods to the festive season is good. Yeah. No, seasonality in wedding food is never a bad idea. Just maybe don't serve your guests full Christmas dinner. That will be my tip as well. And on to our final, but perhaps the most important element of a winter wedding, the style. So mention briefly how it will be a day of many temperatures. Mm-hmm. If you are inclined as a bride to wear true dresses, it's possibly a really good excuse to do it. Yeah. But there are loads of great cover-up options, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, brides are getting a bit more creative. So there's obviously like the fur coat or the stole, mm. um, but you could rock loads a of capes. leather jacket capes are huge this season Mm. and they're stunning yeah a lot of bridal collections just naturally have layers to them so it might be kind of a chemise style dress Mm. with let's say a polka dot sheer layer on top you get a lot of that kind of thing which would be really helpful for a winter wedding Mm. and I've also noticed a lot of brands have started doing like little jumpers so like a really pretty like cashmere knit or something like that that would look totally different um, and really stunning don't forget about the rest of your wedding party too so particularly the children mm. and any bridesmaids also deserve to be warm yeah definitely and that's something we're thinking about in the budget as well mm-hmm. that if you are going to have outdoor portraits you kind of need to factor in um i think it's nice to buy the bridesmaids a cover-up if you're yes. gonna make them stand outside in yeah. the cold yeah because and obviously it looks nice if they're all matching rather than yeah. everyone wearing like whatever coat they threw yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, you could also kind of orchestrate with them like, guys, does everyone have a navy coat or whatever? But yeah. it is kind of easier to yeah. style it Definitely. deliberately. Yeah, you don't want everyone standing there with his bumps. For the guys, velvet or brocade or mm. tweed. Tweed wool. is great. Suede for the shoes. Yeah. Uh, texture is always great mm. for a winter wedding and if you're a guy you're almost sorted because suits are inherently warm yes uh talk to wh- whoever works and where you're getting your groomswear because they'll probably point you in the direction of like a wool suit as opposed to something cotton and lighter yes um make sure they know that you're having a winter wedding yeah i've seen um some grooms with scarves and i'm kind of yes. into that whole look yeah and actually that's a nice gift to give your groomsmen on the day mm. and it would be quite affordable as well if you got yeah. 
all four of you, let's say, were wearing the same scarf. That's mm. a nice look for the photos. Yeah. And will be very handy. And I guarantee one of the bridesmaids will be stealing it later. Because <laughs> whatever cover up they've got is probably not adequate. Especially if your bridesmaid's Selena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in which case it's never adequate. Another very unglossy but incredibly practical tip is to spray your shoes yeah so any suede make sure you put the waterproof spray on and add heel guards to any heels if you're going to be walking through damp mucky yeah because even on a dry weekend you'll probably get a bit of dew for underwear i love this tip and i'm gonna make you say <laughs> it's it so practical <laughs> so make sure your bra is padded or that you have some kind of pasty on because otherwise your granny will see your nipples as you're walking up the aisle and she might not want to. No, she probably <laughs> definitely doesn't. I mean, not everyone is into the like 90s uh, high fashion look. No. And probably you won't really want that in your own photos as no, well. No, definitely uh, not. So that's a very, very, very boring, very practical, useful tip. Yes, absolutely. When it comes to beauty prep, Obviously, skin does its own thing in winter, so it's worth maybe having a few facials, talking to your makeup artist about yeah. how to prep. I know my skin takes on a whole new texture in winter. Yeah. It just decides to be extra dehydrated. Super scaly. Yeah. Top. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so good lip balm. There's remedies for all these strong things. Strong moisturizer. Yeah, definitely talk to your makeup artist about yeah. it, and they might kind of tell you first thing when you wake up. You know, apply a thick layer the yes. night before. They'll yeah. definitely give you a few hacks. And make sure your bridesmaids are on the lookout for any red noses in photos. But yeah, generally, as with all the other things we say, you do you. Yeah. There's no rules. If you had your heart set on something skimpy for your winter wedding, go do for it. it. There are ways around it. There are yeah. get-arounds. But generally, we love a bit of sparkle. Yeah, a winter wedding is a great excuse to amp up the glamour. Yes. A red lip, gold dress. Hollywood waves. Yes. Ugh. Red carpet glamour really mm. works well for winter. Like a burgundy bouquet. Yes. Yeah. Loving it. Rich colours, <laughs> texture. I'm here. I'm yeah. here for it all. Definitely. And then don't forget to invite us. Yeah, please, because we've no winter weddings on our cards this There's year. There's nothing this year, so we'll gladly come to yours. We absolutely will. Mm. Uh, and of course, check out the site because really this is an area we've covered very well. Yeah, and so much to do with winter weddings is visual, so it's kind of hard to talk about, although we've tried our best. <laughs> we've been so. talking for quite a while, Claire. <laughs> so yeah, it's worth... Um, going over there and you'll find all the mood boards stationery guides cake ideas decor features and we have a really handy guide to planning a new year's eve wedding so we will link all of those in our description and have an amazing wedding it's going to be sparkly and fabulous one fab day listener dilemmas this week Claire's found a question on bilingual weddings that we will hopefully be able to help with this listener writes in my other half is polish and we're getting married in ireland Everyone attending the wedding speaks fluent English except for my fiancé's parents who have no English at all. They're quite conservative and can be hard to please at the best of times so getting them involved is tricky but I don't want them to feel lost or left out on the day. Beyond reading a poem in Polish or lighting some candles, we can't think of anything they can do on the day. I don't want to make everyone sit through a ceremony or speeches that are twice as long while everything is translated. Any ideas how to manage a bilingual wedding or do you think we're overthinking it? I don't think you're overthinking it. I think it's important to make sure they feel involved. Yeah, it's a really, really nice touch that 
hopefully won't involve that much extra effort. No. I think with like the written elements of the day. Yes. It would be really sweet if all of the signage was in both English and Polish. Mm -hmm. That'd be a really nice idea and shouldn't take any more time or effort or money than having the regular signage done. Yeah. And the ceremony program, even if you weren't planning to have one, I think it's a good idea to have one Mm. and have it in both languages so that they can follow along. You might not necessarily do this for every guest, but they're... The groom's parents are very important in the day, so I think it's definitely worth going above and beyond to make sure yeah. that they if it was one guest, follow. I would say, oh, maybe you know that's going a bit far. But for yeah. two of the most important people in the wedding, I think it's worth going the extra mile. Definitely, you could hire an interpreter or have a family member sit next to them, and just to make sure that they are kind of in the loop with what's happening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean pausing while everything is translated, but just if there's someone that's kind of giving them the gist of the speeches and, they might have a question like during it you know if there's like um, something hilariously goes wrong and like yeah you know the candle doesn't light or something yeah it might be good to have someone who's just able to explain exactly what's happening yeah. or if someone makes a hilarious joke yeah you know and you want to translate it for them yeah that's a nice idea i think in the ceremony like you said having a poem that's a really nice idea or a song or including a tradition maybe that's from well polish in this case culture. polish but yeah. whatever culture um that you're planning a bilingual wedding in that just that you have a nod to it throughout the ceremony just to make sure that it's considered and not just them being there as a bit of an afterthought yeah there might be something in terms of food as well like mm. if there's a polish treat yeah that everyone likes it could be a really affordable favor maybe yeah or something that you lay on during the drinks reception like if you're having champagne you could also do maybe some kind of polish pastry if such thing exists and i did see a german english wedding where the couple made a german cheat sheet and it just meant that like just with a few phrases and it just meant that all the other guests made an effort yeah and even if it's just like a hello or cheers or congratulations just that there's something and that they'll feel involved in the day and people will interact with them because that's often the thing If you like my sister's family is Greek and I've been to events and I'm the only person who doesn't speak Greek and then people just kind of stop trying to talk to you after a while. So if there's something, if there's some way that you can interact throughout the day is nice. Yeah, and it might be a nice idea as well to plan for like a Polish toast maybe during the speeches. Yeah. Or even you could ask, you know, someone in the wedding party to maybe go through the cheat sheet and teach a few phrases. That would be like a cute little fun thing. Yeah. And both sides would understand what was going on yes and then for the drinks reception which is often the time where people are at a bit of a loose end you could have games and things like that and then once the dancing starts there's no more talking anyway and everyone's just on the dance floor language is irrelevant exactly so yeah best luck i think these are all really sweet ideas selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are gathered here in the sight of God and his casino to join Homer and Marge in holy matrimony. Beautiful. Next! Now step away from the spreadsheets. Each week we implore you to avoid your wedding emails for an hour, an evening or maybe even a whole weekend and do something fun to unwind. Selena, what's your non-wedding related recommendation for this week? So this one is maybe a bit unorthodox and it takes up a whole weekend of your wedding planning period. That's fair. But my recommendation is go on a weekend away with a pal, a one-on-one pal weekend of fun, which is what I did this past weekend. You were sleuthing around Torquay. Yes, uh, me and a friend of mine went to Torquay to the Agatha Christie Festival. Love it. If you're aware of Agatha Christie, which I'm sure you are, you'll know that there was lots of murder and intrigue involved. Um, But really what was nice is that this friend, friend lives abroad and I don't see him all that much. So we really got to have like serious catch-up time. Yeah. Which I think you don't often do. Obviously, if you have um, like maybe a hen party abroad or something, mm. you're you're kind of having good vibes at your pals. But I think, you know, two nights away with a friend, you really, really get to have good in-depth catch-ups. Yeah, there's nothing left that you've like forgotten to yeah, fill them in on. By the end, you're like, yes, we're all caught up now for a year. Yeah, um, see you then. <laughs> we'll see you in another 12 months. Um, no, but there's also that thing as well of like, a friend will probably have different travel style to like, let's say your other half or yes. your mom or the other person you travel with a lot. Yeah. So it's a great excuse to do a different kind of traveling. Now me Gets and my... out of your comfort zone a bit. Yes. Now in the case of me and my friend, we literally got up late, had breakfast in our rooms and got facials. I oh, mean... the dream. That's the kind of thing that my other half isn't really going to be game yeah. for. So it was really nice. So what you're saying is you need to leave your other half and get with your friend basically um for facials and murder yes yeah Once those a year. two, those two things must be involved uh no but seriously i think maybe people wouldn't consider this because they'd be like oh, i'm so busy with my wedding and obviously we have a million different things to be doing but it is a really nice idea especially if there's That's someone you're idea. like i need to get extra time in with them this is a great way to do it and can be quite affordable if you go local the one fab date wedding podcast Alas, we've reached the end of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, tell everyone you know, your cousin who's a bridesmaid, your mate who's a groom, and the bloke from accounting who just really likes weddings. And as always, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got a dilemma you need our help with, or comment you'd like to share, please do drop us a line at hello at onefabday.com or you can slide into our DMs. We're at One Fab Day on all the major social channels. 
And as always, don't forget to visit us over at onefabday.com. Over the coming weeks, we've got features planned on engagement rings, hen party planning, the most exciting style trends coming through in bridal fashion and much, much more. You really don't want to miss it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.